Social Zoom Factor, Episode 7. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hello and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we're going to talk about one of my very favorite topics, which is content marketing. Content marketing is one of the new buzzwords and has been for the last couple of years. However, the truth is that content marketing has been around for decades since conversations in business really existed. Content marketing is not a new shiny object that was invented via social media, although there are many folks out there who may want you to believe that. Everybody out there seems to be an expert in content. However, when you do the double click, they can't really tell you how you can get content marketing to actually work for your business. It reminds me of the same conversation and preaching that you hear about social media. Get out there and engage. All we need to do is engage and you're going to see results. Yes, engagement is important, but we need to make sure that we have a plan. We need to understand who we're talking to. We need to be creating content that's driving action with our target audience. Content marketing is very much the same way. And the more that we have a plan, the more that we organize our objectives and set specific goals, understand our audience, have a plan to get to where we want to go, the higher return we are going to see on our investment in content and the greater value that it is going to provide our audience, our community, our internal partners, stakeholders, anybody who comes in contact with that content and consumes it. Let's first make sure we all get on the same page. What is content marketing? How do we define it? And I have two definitions I'm actually going to read to you. The first is from Wikipedia and the second is from the Content Marketing Institute. So here we go. Here's from Wikipedia. Content marketing is an umbrella term encompassing all marketing formats that involve the creation and sharing of content in order to engage current and potential consumer bases. Content marketing subscribes to the notion that delivering high quality, relevant, and valuable information to prospects and customers drives profitable consumer action. Content marketing has benefits in terms of retaining reader attention and improving brand loyalty. That is the Wikipedia definition. And here is a definition from the Content Marketing Institute. It states, content marketing is a marketing technique of creating and distributing relevant and valuable content to attract, acquire, and engage a clearly defined and understood target audience with the objective of driving profitable customer action. I really like the Content Marketing Institute's definition. So think about that definition for a minute. The words that really pop out for me are relevant, valuable, attract, acquire, engage, profitable, we all like that one, and action. So my goal today is to help you put content marketing in a nutshell. And I have 10 key golden rules 
for content marketing that I'm going to share with you today. One of the first things I want to talk about as we head into the need to fit this in a nutshell is the fact to get it to fit in a nutshell, it's going to need some structure. We can no longer think of content marketing as limp spaghetti noodles, throwing them at the wall, hoping that they stick and that maybe if we're lucky, somebody's going to have an appetite for them, stick a bowl underneath it, throw some sauce on it, and then somewhere magically, we're going to get a return on investment on that yucky content we just threw on the wall that looks like all the content everybody else is throwing on the wall too. That is not what we want to do. I want you to think in terms of structure, of some foundation, instead of these limp noodles. So I think the best way to kick this off is to share a case study. I love sharing case studies, particularly when I think it's something that you're going to be able to relate to. So when we first started our very first agency several years ago, one of our very first clients was a very large church in Florida. And they have a membership and attendee base of about 5,000 every week walks into the doors of the church. And it's a very energetic, vibrant church, a lot going on. The members love the church. There's just a lot of activity. Everything's positive. And the people that are walking in the doors of the church and that are members, they want to be part of what's going on. Okay. So we started working with them and we are working with the senior pastor team. And they were so frustrated because they had invested a ton of time in content. And they had, I remember this collateral book that was multi-page, probably about 15 pages. And it, and it had everything that you could ever want to know about the church in one book. It talked about what was going on with the educational programs for children, what was happening with adult programs, what they were doing outside to serve the community, what times were the services. The issue was that the leadership team was frustrated because the desired actions were not happening. So the things that they wanted the membership and the attendees to do, they were not doing. And I'll tell you why. So as we started to take a look at their content, the content had no structure. When you look at the collateral book that they had, the 20-page book, it had a ton of content in it, but there was no structure. Every piece of content was at the same level. So when their end user, their target audience was looking at the content, it's all on the same level. They can't make any sense of it. To them, even though it's in a square rectangular piece of collateral, it almost looks and feels like spaghetti in our brains because we can't get our arms around the structure and how these things relate together. And so even though they had invested a ton of time into creating this content for their audience, people were still calling up the church every day. When is this event? Where do I go to drop my kids off? And the list goes on, even though that content was on the website and all over the church for you to pick up. So we worked with them and we helped them put some structure to their content. We helped them create a brand architecture and we narrowed it down to their top attributes that describe them. There are three words that describe them. And they started to see the actions being taken that they desired for the attendees and the members to take. You know, enrollments were going up. People were where they needed to be on Sunday mornings. People were supporting the community activities. And it really was about simplifying the message, not creating more content. So it was about putting structure around the content that they already had. So when we go back to that spaghetti analogy, what we want to do 
is throw out the spaghetti and think about the words, get the message. So does your ideal customer, quote unquote, get your message? So we want our customers to not just see our message. We want them to believe it, to understand it, and to get it. Because when they get it, they start to trust you. They start to listen to you. And they start to think about taking that desired action that you want them to take. And it's only through that trust and relevance that they're actually going to follow through with that desired action, which is what we really want them to do. So right now you may be thinking, okay, how the heck am I going to do this? Pam, where am I going to find this crystal ball that's going to help me know my audience, help me figure out what my goals are, help me figure out how I'm going to have a return on my investment. My answer to you is you don't need a crystal ball. We just need to get in the head of our audience, figure out what they need and deliver them what they want and more. So bottom line, it comes down to smart business and smart marketing. And I'm going to talk through the 10 golden rules for what you need to be doing to create content marketing that's going to rock your business. Let's get started. So number one, you need to have goals. And this is inclusive of a conversion funnel. So once you have your content established, and we have this structure, we need to make sure that we have goals for how we are producing and providing content. We need to have process, we need to have a methodology for how we are continually creating that content. And we need to have a conversion funnel that has metrics that enable us to measure our success and see how that is working. And that doesn't just mean that we throw the content up on the website or the blog, and we have Google Analytics installed. And then every month we look at it and say, okay, did it work or did it not work? Okay, our revenue was x percent up or down, and it must have been related to content. No, that's not a conversion funnel. I mean, a specific conversion funnel that we are measuring. So you know, somebody's going to your website or your blog or your social profiles, and you have a desired action you're driving them to, maybe it's opting into your list. And we are going to have a podcast here in the next week talking specifically about email marketing. Because as much as some people may want to think email marketing is dead, I'm going to prove to you that email marketing is not dead. And it can be one of the best tools that you have in your tool bag. There are many strategies, tips, tactics that you can leverage to create, syndicate, measure, monetize, and obtain a real return from investing in content as long as you set goals and you build your plan. So you've got to slow down to speed up. Number two, you need to know who you are and you need to know who your audience is, which is number three. So you need to know who you are and what you have to offer your audience. While at the same time, you need to know what your audience wants. You have got to get in their head and help them achieve their goals. Know what goals that they have. Inspire, connect, achieve. Inspire your audiences to engage and connect with you via the content that you provide. So when you inspire your audiences to take action, such as joining one of your social communities, then you need to make sure that you know them well enough to figure out how you're going to drive that desired action that's going to take them to the next level. And if you don't know your audience or you feel like you need a refresher, I encourage you to check out a one of my most recent podcasts that I just did that is 
all about knowing your audience. And I include the top 10 things that you need to know about your audience. I encourage you to check out our audience analysis worksheet. It will help you prioritize the needs of your audience and align your goals to those needs. It will save you a ton of time and help you get things organized. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash audience. Okay, number four is knowing what you got. And this is so easy, but it is something that so many businesses just skip over. And it really stems from a focus on random acts of marketing instead of integrated and strategic marketing. All right, usually it's organizations who are so busy doing random acts of marketing that they forget the marketing that they did six months ago, which actually is the same content they created that they need now. So you need to first take an inventory of all of your content. And we have a worksheet for this too. You can go to socialzoomfactor.com slash inventory. This is simple. It is a spreadsheet that has three columns, okay? For every piece of content you have, it's either in, it's out, or it's updated. Those are the only three statuses that it can have. So you're either gonna use it, you're not gonna use it, or you need to update it in order to be able to use it. I encourage you to go through all of your content and put a status on it. And for those of you who are looking to get a budget approved from your executive management, this is going to help you. If you know that you have a content gap, that you don't have the right content for your audience, the first thing you wanna do is create an inventory of what you do have. So then you can state very clearly and accurately what you have, what you don't have, and then align those needs to your audience to build your marketing and social media and content marketing plan so you can justify the investment in some new content if that is what you need. And number five, as you're doing this, we want to embrace imperfect perfection. And I always say that perfection is the enemy of good. And sometimes really good is good enough. So we are not looking for perfection when it comes to creating content. We're not looking for perfection in knowing our audience or aligning our goals. We just want to get it as good as we can. Number six is we want to create once and use many. So this is where the structure comes into play. And it's also where number seven, which is integrated, comes in. This is why we need to have a plan and we need to have an architecture to our brand and to our content and how it aligns to our audience. So the only way we're going to be able to create once and use many is if we have created that foundation right from the start. And we do a ton of this work with our clients and we have a proprietary methodology that we use for building content brand architectures. And we have what we call a message house, which basically is our Bible for content. And what you wanna do is be able to create a content message house that is going to outline your key messages, everything from your vision to your end user benefits, feature function benefit. And so you can create once and use many. So then when you are doing a new press release or you're doing a new blog post on a specific launch that you're doing or you're doing it or you're doing event content, social content, whatever it may be, you are pulling that from this foundation. It also helps in so many other areas such as digital marketing and design because once you create this solid brand architecture and content architecture, 
that's even the basis for how you design. And so when you then go to create an enhanced website or a microsite or your social profiles, you know what your top five attributes are for your brand. You know what your brand promise is. You know how you want that brand to be perceived by your target audience. I cannot stress how important that is. And with number seven about being integrated, this basically means that you are aligning across your other marketing and business activities, that you are not doing things in a silo. And if you're in a larger organization, this means that you're doing these across organizational lines. So integrated marketing means you're leveraging resources, you're aligning, and you're tapping into the power of what's already been created, what is being created, and you're aligning with where you're going in the future. And the next one, number eight, is about staying fresh. This one is a fun one. And I always say, try the cow. And if you've ever heard me speak, you probably remember the slide that I have. And I have an image of a big fat cow that's stuck over the fence. And when I first started our agency a few years ago, I tried that image because I thought it was funny. And I tried it on a Facebook ad. And I have tested it over and over again with A-B testing for ads and different campaigns we've done all around the web. And this cow looks like he's just stuck. So I have ran ad after ad on Facebook with conversions out the roof with a simple tagline that says, are you stuck? Feeling stuck? I think I spent maybe $5 on that image through one of the stock sites. And what does the cow have to do with my brand? Nothing. But it was the message of being stuck that resonates with my audience. So once in a while, you really need to just try something different. Try something fresh. Try something that is out there. Now, don't let your brand get taken too off track to where you're just providing always these wacky images. You want to always come back to that foundational brand and what you're doing and what that brand promise is. Number nine is you want to make sure that you are using visual marketing. And it's no surprise if you've been anywhere around the social networks or the web, it's obvious everything is visual. So visual marketing cannot be an afterthought. It can't be that band-aid that you're putting on at the last minute and you are going and looking at stock sites or wherever you may be looking and saying, oh, we need some photos. You know, what am I going to put on this blog post? No, you need to set and select some foundational imagery, even if you're using stock imagery, or if you're creating your own imagery, that is the foundation for your brand. We have images that we've been using the last four years. I can go back to some of my corporate gigs from 10 years ago, and some of the companies I worked for where I built brand architectures, to this day, they're still using some of the same imagery that we selected 10 years ago. And it's not because they're feeling stuck and they don't have the budget. It's because that same concept works with that audience. And then they've just continued to tweak it over the years. So that's really what you want to be doing is building a foundation that you're going to be leveraging for the short, medium, and long term. And that's where you're really going to start to see the return on investment and where it really starts to get exciting. So the last one is that you want to take them on your journey. And remember, all of this is a journey, not a destination. And the more that you can share and invite people to join your journey, the better off you're going to be. If you are just starting social, or you were just starting any type of campaign that you are interfacing publicly with your audiences, 
If you were new to it, the last thing you want to do is go pretend like you know exactly what you're doing. Faking it until you make it no longer works. And particularly online, people are going to see right through you. So the best thing you can do is just humble yourself. If you're building a new website and you're working on that brand, you're relaunching your brand, share your journey. Let people know. If you have a Facebook community, a Twitter community, Google+, wherever you may be, maybe you have an email list that you can send out and invite people to join your journey. Let them know you're embarking on this adventure, that you're going to be changing some things and that you would like their feedback. Leverage the opportunity to tap into them for ideas, for their input. And you know what happens when you do this? When you invite them on your journey, as you start to see success, they feel as though they helped you get there. And then when you start to achieve your goals, you achieve your objectives, you start to win awards, it starts to be very evident to people that are in your community that you're succeeding, they will then celebrate that success with you because they were part of building you. And I'm telling you, this works. You need to try it. It will do amazing things for your business. And just remember with all of these steps that you are human and that your audience is human and you must humanize your message humanize your content, humanize your process and your strategy. The last thing you want to do is sit in a room behind closed doors and only be drawing out fancy models and designs without ever thinking of your customer. You need to get in the head of that customer and you need to humanize everything you were doing. And remember that you are connecting with human beings. And check out the podcast from a couple days ago titled Brand Humanization in a Nutshell. It's only five minutes. If you question the power of humanizing your brand, I'm pretty confident it's going to help you understand why you need to do such. I hope that this conversation today inspires you to get some structure around your content and to get some structure about how you're going to align your content to your audience and to your business goals. Don't forget to check out the audience analysis worksheet and that's socialzoomfactor.com slash audience. I also have a content marketing editorial calendar template that you can download at socialzoomfactor.com slash calendar. And as always, let us know if you have any questions. You can post them on the blog. You can tweet me at Pam Marketing Nut, P-A-M-M-K-T-G-N-U-T, and let us know what you want to hear. This is your show. I would love your feedback on some of the questions you have and topics that you would like to see covered. The next few episodes, I'm going to dive deep into how you actually can create content for some of the specific social networks, such as Facebook, such as Twitter, blogging, visual content, and email marketing. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor. Zoom Factor.